0: I'll have a new home, glory, glory, glory. with the redeemed, never no stand. stand, there'll be no more sorrow, no, no more pain, there'll, there'll be, no, be more strife, strife. no more strife, yes, raising the light, yes, some place ready to live will I'll have a new body, praise, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, life. eternal, life. free. In perfection, youthful and happy, I shall be. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Glorified with Him forever, death will be lost in victory. I'll have a new
1: body, praise
0: the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with the redeemed. Never stand Sorrow, no, no more pain, pain, there'll be no more strife, strife. strife. Yes, raise in the likeness in of this likeness ready to live I'll be glad, will a new body. Praise, Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, life eternal wow. wow. One A hallelujah morning When the last trump of God shall sound Lord, I'll have a new life eternal grace all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around I'll have a new body praise, praise the lord I'll have a new life I'll have a new home of glory, glory glory with reading no understand be no more sorrow. No, no more pain there'll be no more strong no yes raising the likeness in of sight likeness, ready to live in I'll be glad life.
1: Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. Hey, I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to let you know I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in Him alone I find peace, joy, happiness, blessed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen, folks. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way and help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we've got a special guest. He's going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for that special guest. We've got a few things along the way, though, before we get to that special guest and study. And the first is, Headline News. Oh, now you won't believe this, friend. You just won't believe it. New sex education standards that are set to go into effect in New Jersey this year have sparked a nationwide controversy and even led to a public comment from the state's Democratic governor who supports the standards but wants clarification on what children will be taught. Here are the standards which were approved in 2020 are scheduled to be implemented this fall and, and will expand what students across all grades will learn about several issues including LGBTQ plus other matters. For an example, By the end of grade two, children should be able to discuss the range of ways people express their gender and how gender role stereotypes may limit behavior. A state-approved lesson plan and activity for first graders teaches kids that gender identity is how they, quote, feel. A child can look at a boy on the outside but be a girl on the inside according to the lesson. Gender identity is that feeling of knowing your gender, the lesson plan, which is called pink, blue, purple, says in a sample dialogue for the teacher. You might feel like you're a boy. You might feel like you are a girl. You might feel like you're a boy even though you have the body parts that some might tell you are girl parts. There you go, folks. Can you believe those standards that they want to teach? So by the end of grade 12, students should be advocates for school and community policies and programs that promote dignity and respect for people of all genders, gender expressions, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Mm. Folks, can you believe that? This is the kind of stuff that parents are pulling their hair over all across America, New Jersey, to require second graders to learn about gender identity. You can have boy parts, but be a girl. Mmm. <laughs> oh, my friends. Oh, we need prayers, 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 prayers. When well, I get this. The CEO of Hallmark Channel rival GAC Media says his goal is for the company to be the leader in family television with high-quality original content and television classics that the whole family can watch without mom and dad diving for the remote. There you go, folks. Competition. Competition for Hallmark. GAC Media CEO Bill Abbott made the comments in an interview on Next Up Next with John Contratti, and saying that his company has hired actors and actresses that families love, while partnering with production companies that are known for excellence. We want to be relentlessly family-friendly," Abbott said. There you go, folks. How about that? How about that? Many of the modern shows, Abbott said, you have to run for the remote. Classic shows, on the other hand, he said, are funny, well-written, and well-cast. And while they're retro, in many ways, people really do long for nostalgia and long for that type of content that they once enjoyed growing up we want to be the leaders in family television. There you go with consistent high quality. If we do those three things I think we'll deliver on the promise. We'll be the leader in the space and the same would hold true in the lifestyle area. There you go. Hallmark rival GAC Media will be Relentlessly family-friendly, CEO Bill Abbott says. There you go, folks. Can you believe that? There's a lot of good news mixed in with some of the bad, folks. Hallelujah. That's the world in which we live in. A little bit of chaos, a little bit of hostility, but a lot of grace and a lot of goodness. God is in control, friend. Don't discount his love for all of us amen folks and that's our headline news for this broadcast now folks this day in church history John Ontkin became a Christian while visiting England as a teen. A desire to see Germans converted to genuine faith caused him to volunteer as a missionary with the newly formed Continental Society. His success was immediate, but met opposition from the established Lutheran Church. After a few years, Anken became convinced that only believers above the age of consent should be baptized, and so he adopted Baptist views. He requested that someone be sent to perform the rite of baptism on himself and a small group of his followers. An American, Barnes Sears of Hudson Valley Baptist Association, eventually baptized a group in the Elbe, under cover of darkness. The rite was. Illegal outside the established church at Hamburg, where memories of the Anabaptist uprising three centuries earlier still colored national thinking. Sears then issued Onken an ordination certificate on this day in 1834. Onken was so zealous and successful in his evangelistic efforts that Baptists in Bulgaria, Denmark, Finland, Holland, Hungary, Poland, Russia, and Switzerland look back to him as their spiritual ancestor. Mm, amazing quotes. Here is a quote: "This is to testify to all whom it may concern that, at the request of the Baptist Church in this place, after being fully satisfied of your personal piety, of the correctness of your views of Christian doctrine." Of your possessing those ministerial qualifications specified in the scripture and of your being called both by the spirit and providence of God to the work of the ministry I have by prayer and imposition of hand solemnly set you apart to that responsible office and in the name of the church in which I hold an official standing as a regular ordained minister pronounce you scripturally invested with all the powers which belong to a pastor of the flock of Christ and to a minister of the gospel. All said under the cover of darkness in eighteen thirty four John oinken mm. here you go, folks, there you go this day in church history. And now folks, have a little bit of fun and name that Bible character. Here is your clue, here is your clue. I am the book from which comes the phrase, a drop in the bucket. What book am I? That's a good one, folks. Here's your clue one more time. I am the book from which comes the phrase, a drop in the bucket. What book am I? There you go, folks. We'll reveal the final answer to that tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal and a final segment of Name That Bible Character. I have with us a great, great, great friend, a wonderful servant of the Lord, Mike Minson from Oklahoma City. He's an elder of the Penn South Congregation. How are you, Mike? Brother Bruce, I'm just doing wonderful. It's a a great
2: weekend of celebration in Christianity, and uh, uh, things are well with me and my family. I'm very blessed.
1: Well, as you know, this Sunday is Easter, and the world and many, many believers are concentrating, thinking about the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. So my point to you, my question to you, is going to be, what is so important about the resurrection of Jesus? I mean, hasn't there been others who claim to be raised from the dead? So what makes the resurrection of Jesus so crucial?
2: Well, Bruce, the resurrection of Jesus is the one discriminating factor that separates Christianity from all other major religions. Uh, All other religions... kind of God but no other major world religion
1: Have just multiple, multiple, multiple gods, and uh, and uh, so right. it, we're we're talking right now with uh, Mike Minson from uh, a Penn South congregation. He's an elder there, a great, great friend of mine. Um, we're talking about the importance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and and why that's such a central theme. And uh, so, um, Mike, we just continue with our discussion on this and uh, the power of That truth that he really did and he was raised from the dead Give me give me some uh, some background of, uh, of uh, How that came to be and, uh, and what was so uh, what was so? Uh, just dynamic about it Well, Bruce if you think about the people that
2: saw him die they prepared his grave for death. Um, rather, they prepared his body for the grave. Um, there was no doubt in their mind that he was dead. These ideas that somehow he didn't really die, just, just no home water. Um, and they came back to the grave the third day uh, expecting to prepare the body or to anoint the body with, with these oils to help preserve it. Mm-hmm. And and they were shocked when that they found the grave was empty. One of the amazing things is when the, the the two ladies that came to the grave, when they found that the grave was empty, Jesus uh, appeared to, to Mary there at that occasion, and they ran back into Jerusalem to tell the, the rest of the apostles that he had been raised from the dead. And this is, what is one of the most remarkable things about the Christian narrative is that the apostles did not believe. They were in shock. And they thought, well, these are just vain tales of these women. And that's one of the remarkable things side truths about Christianity, if, if somebody was making this story up, especially in the first century, you you they would not have had the first witnesses of the resurrection, resurrection to be women, because women in that day were not regarded as reliable witnesses, unlike today we're much more enlightened.
1: Yeah, And it is interesting that the very first person to see the resurrected Jesus was Mary. Absolutely. So it, it, it shed some light on it. Some of hey, the other things. Go ahead. Yeah, and you, and you think about, uh, we always seem to be picking on Thomas, doubting Thomas. And yep. yet, wasn't it all the apostles who questioned
2: the day that Jesus was resurrected from the grave these two fellows head out on a walking journey from Jerusalem to another town named Emmaus and as they Christ and His Resurrection heals those effects. It yields a burning in the heart when the Word is read. It yields a desire to go tell others of His Resurrection. And when we break bread in Communion, our eyes are opened. We see Him in ways that we did not or could not see Him before. It's an amazing event. Uh, some of the other appearances, post-resurrection appearances. Think about this for a moment. The brothers of Jesus thought He. And, and get yourself killed so to speak right. and so they really they had doubts in him and yet we find out that James was one of the first ones the brother of Jesus was one of the first ones that Jesus appeared to and wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall and hear that conversation as Jesus speaks to his younger brother James yeah. and says James I, I, I'm not crazy I am the Messiah and James went on to be an elder in the church of Jerusalem to, to write one of the letters of the scripture be a great uh, soldier of the faith. These post-resurrection appearances are remarkable. You think about Paul on the road to Damascus, how the resurrected Savior appeared to him there. You think about Peter after having denied Jesus three times. Jesus appeared to Peter alone, just Peter. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us he spoke to him. It had to be an event of weeping and, and sorrow, and yet Jesus telling Peter, uh, as we have the record of John, now it's time for you to go feed my sheep. A remarkable story of this, this story of the resurrection and, and, and how life-changing. Think of this Bruce. When Jesus died, the apostles fled. They fled in fear. They were hiding. Peter said, I'm going to go fishing. Yeah. They thought it was over. They thought mm-hmm. their journey, they thought their battle was done. When they saw the resurrected Jesus, they went from coward to great victory. Fifty days later, they Messiah is resurrected and thousands obeyed the gospel that day. And these 12 men that were cowering in fear now are leading nothing short of a revolution that changed the world. And this cannot be denied. It is one of the most remarkable
1: moments of the resurrection is
2: the effect it had on the lives of these 12
1: ordinary men. Uh, yes. We're talking with uh, Mike Minson, of the Penn South congregation in Oklahoma city. He's an elder there. Mike, um, As we draw to a close here, what is the most critical point you want to leave with our audience?
2: Each of us can participate in his resurrection. That, and it's a two-part two uh, resurrection. We're resurrected first from a dead life when we're born again. The old man dies. A new man is created in the process of salvation. But then the bodily resurrection occurs then when we come forth from the grave. Romans 8 tells us that our mortal body is given life. First Corinthians 15 tells us that our bodies are changed. And so... In a way, you might say that the end of time began when Jesus came forth from the grave because mm-hmm. a, he inaugurated a new way of life, a new eternity, a new paradigm, so to speak. And that, and we participate that in Romans. The sixth chapter tells us that do you not know that all of you have been baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. We were buried with him, therefore, by baptism into death in order that just as Christ Raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So we have, just like Jesus had a glorified resurrection, we have a glorified resurrection at our baptism, and that that which is inaugurated at our baptism is consummated at our bodily resurrection.
1: Thank you, thank you, Mike, and uh, at the great, great points, we appreciate your time, and God bless you and your family. Well, thank you, Brother Bruce, it's been my
2: pleasure, anytime you can talk about the resurrection of Christ, I'm there.
1: Amen, folks, amen, about our resurrected Savior, what that means for us, central to our faith, knowing. That we have life today, life spiritual, new life, a spiritual body, spiritual soul, renewed in his spirit. But we also have life after death to be resurrected one day. Amen, folks. And I can I get an Amen from everybody? Amen and glory. Hallelujah. And now, folks, we have the conclusion to NAME THAT BIBLE CHARACTER! Okay, here was your clue. I am the book from which comes the phrase, a drop in the bucket. What book am I? Well, it's in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, 15. Behold, the nations are like a drop in a bucket and are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Amen, folks. I am the book from which comes the phrase, a drop in the bucket. What book am I? The book of Isaiah. And name the Bible Character. Well, friend, you too can become a part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ. You can find peace, joy, forgiveness, life in Jesus Christ. If you come to Him and repent and submit your heart and life and body in baptism to be renewed, to gain a new body, to gain a new spirit. To be renewed and forgiven totally. My goal here is very simple. That was to encourage you friend along the way. to Help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website normanchurch.com normanchurch.com Well friend I just want to tell you. What a privilege and an honor it's been for me. To have you walking along my side during this show. May God bless you. You, no
0: palace, no jewels, no. king of kings left heaven to become a lowly man he left all heaven's glory to fulfill his father's plan he still came just for me he still came Guarding every cause from the manger to the cross, he still came just for me. He still came. No family, no friends to help at the end, no out, no substitute. Much pain and much hurt and worth He bore our sins and grief Yet the hope of what He offered so outweighed what must be done. He chose to be my victor and assure my pardon won. He still came just for me. He still came regarding every cost, from the major to the cross. He still came just for me. He still came. He still came just for me. He still came.
1: Christ was the Son of God. Oh, Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Oh, Jesus Christ, was the, Son oh, Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He will set you free.